indeed, he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I'm so happy the fact that you guys here on church today. This is what January 17th of 2021, right? It's already third Sunday of brand new year. I'm I'm so grateful for all of you guys joining us through online. Let us give our God the best worship, right? Thank you, Young, uh, talented violinist. Wow, thank you for contributing your gift for the, for the, for the Lord and for all of us. Uh, some of you may not know Young, but uh, probably everyone knows, right? No? Yeah, Elijah's fiance, right? Praise God. They're having a wedding soon, March, right? So, bless you, Young and Elijah. And Okay, uh, today, special Sunday, every Sunday, special Sunday. And it's more special because Pastor Sam is here with us today. Uh, some of you already know, he's going to join us, join our THMC uh, as a teaching pastor, right, Pastor? Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Starting from next month. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm so grateful. Uh, I, I guess God loves our congregation. Right? God loves us so much. So God sent our uh, great teacher to our congregation. So he's going to join us starting from February, but he already joined us many months ago, right? <laughs> so he's going to speak for us today. Let's welcome Pastor Peter, Pastor Sam. Thank you, Pastor Ken. I really appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate being here together with you guys. Um, I know we are a little bit way into the new year, but it's my first time seeing you guys, so happy new year. Uh, if you're like me, I'm really grateful for 2021. I'm glad to look at a lot of the things in 2020 and look in the rearview mirror and to say goodbye to those things. Um, it's interesting, all of 2020, I felt like I really spoke a lot about God's redeeming, and I do believe that. God redeemed all the things that happened in 2020. But I think there's a lot of things in 2020 that we just want to leave behind that we don't want to carry with us into the new year. Things like fear and other things that have come upon us, I think that those are the things that we don't want to carry with us into the new year. But having said that, I still believe, even though that 2020 was very difficult, I still think he's not finished yet with some of the things that he began in 2020. And as much as there are things that I don't think we want to carry with us into the new year that he doesn't want us to carry, there are some things that I believe he wants us to continue to focus in on. And so I wanted to share one example of that this morning. So in Matthew chapter 13, uh, we'll look at a story. It's a parable that Jesus tells. Uh, in Matthew 13, starting verse 3, it says, Then, speaking of Jesus, he told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Verse 7. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 and 30 times what was sown. So when we look at this passage, uh, I want us to notice a couple things. First, Jesus talks about a farmer, a sower, that goes out and sows the seed. So the first thing I want you to see is that the sower is very generous. He sows seeds no matter where it goes, whether it's going on the path or the rocky ground or the thorny ground or the good soil. He throws it regardless. 
So if you look at this parable and thinking about God or Jesus being the one who's sowing the seed, he's giving generously. He's giving generously no matter who's the recipient. He's giving them all the same. So that's the first thing we want to recognize is God is generous when he's giving out the seed. The second thing we want to recognize is that there's one thing, there's several things that changes when you look at, there's four different kind of soils that you look at, but one thing that stays the same is the seed. The seed is the same in all four cases. The seed is exactly the same. It doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the soil. Okay, so let's look at the soils. So there's four types of soils you see in this passage. The first soil is really not a soil, right? It's the path, okay? Then the path says in verse 4 that there's no soil, okay? And uh, when we look at this one, it has a problem because it has no soil. It cannot receive the word, okay, the seed. The second one is the rocky places. The rocky places is described as having very little soil. It's very shallow, okay? We see that in verse 5. It has very little soil, okay? So the third one is where we have the thorns, okay? And it's, the soil is okay. It doesn't mention anything problem with the soil, but it's full of thorns. We see that in verse 7. And then finally in verse 4 is the good soil. It's ready to produce an abundant harvest. Okay, so if we look at the four soils, the first two have a soil problem, okay? The first one has no soil, and the second one has very little soil. It has no depth. The first two is a soil problem. The third one, like we said, it doesn't mention anything about the soil, but... Amidst the, the soil, there's a lot of thorns that prevents it from being fruitful. Okay, and then the fourth soil, which is the soil that Jesus wants us to, to have in our hearts, is the good soil. It's ready to produce a harvest. Okay, so why do I mention this? I mention this because I think that one of the things that happened in 2020 is God is wanting us to examine the soil of our hearts. And I think that that was happening a lot. I think throughout all the things that were happening in 2020, I think that God was stirring things inside and wanting us to look at and examining what's going on inside because there was a lot happening. And so when we look at this passage, I want us to look at that in particular. So in verses 20 to 23, Jesus continues and tells us, give us a little more detail about the soil. So let's take a look at that. Verse 20 says the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Okay, so the first thing we want to notice in verse 20 is that he skips over the first soil, right? This is the second soil. This is the one that has very little soil. He skips over the first one. Why does he skip over the first one? Because the first one cannot receive the word. There's no soil. Okay, the first soil cannot receive. There's no soil to receive the word. They have no connection or relationship with God. They cannot receive it. Okay, so he starts with the ones where the seed has an opportunity, which is the second soil. But the problem with the second soil is that it has very little soil, so it doesn't have ways to grow deep. Okay, so that's the second soil. The third soil we see in verse 22. The seed falling on the third Soil is among the thorns, refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Okay, so that's the third soil. Uh, the fourth soil, verse 23, but the seed falling on the good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what is sown. Okay, so if you look at the second two soils, the third soil has a problem. 
okay, that there's thorns there, okay, that need addressing, and it makes it unfruitful. And that's good for us to know because the whole point of this is fruitfulness. The whole point of this is that he wants us to be fruitful and experience a harvest like we see in verse 23 with a good soil. Okay, so when we look at these four different soils, and like I said, I think that this is what was happening a lot in 2020. And I know I experienced this whenever I talk to different people. They were all experiencing this. Like, there's a lot of different emotions happening in 2020 with all the different things. And people are all over the map. Some people seem fine. Some people are, like, in crisis and all these different things. But I think one thing that was consistent is that I think God was stirring things up inside, stirring things within our hearts and our spirits and wanting us to examine what was happening. And I had mentioned before when I had spoken that I feel like in 2020, God was trying to reset us and reposition us to be where we want, where he wants us to be, where he wants the church to be. And that takes place by looking inside, okay? And so when we look at this, I think that this is one of the things that God is continuing to do. And I think that as you see, we're only a couple weeks into January in 2021, but a lot of it seems the same, right? We like to say, we just turn the calendar, turn the page. Oh, it's a brand new day. Everything is totally different, but it seems the same, right? Because I feel like God is not finished yet, right? God continues to want to the work that he's established and began in 2020. Let me give you um, an example. I think that one of the things that... Um, he was doing in 2020 is like he was wanting to check our foundation, right, to build upon. And you know, you can't find the cracks in the foundation or what's wrong with the foundation without pressure, right? So if you have like a tire, a tire tube, like a bicycle tire, and it has a hole in it, you don't know where the hole is, right? You just know because it starts getting flat and you start, can't ride it, right? What's the way to find the hole? Is so that you put the tire underneath water. And when you put it underwater, with put it under the pressure, it reveals the hole. Okay, I think that's what was happening in 2020. He was putting us under pressure to reveal the hole. What areas need addressing in our life? I feel like that's what was happening in 2020. He was revealing the holes in our foundation. He was showing us where we need strengthening so that he can help us to build a higher and higher and more abundant fruit in our life. So this was, uh, let me give you an example. So it was earlier in last year, and uh, we actually had this problem for a while, but I started noticing that uh, this dryer that we had, and we had all kinds of problems with our washer and dryer. But anyway, this dryer that we had uh, kept having this error message, and it stopped running. It said D80. Okay, and I'm not sure who are the engineers that put these like error messages, but I wish they would give them an error message where you can understand what it is. What is D80? I have no understanding. What, what does that mean? That doesn't tell me anything. I don't know what's wrong with this, but there's some kind of problem D80. Okay, so grateful for the internet. So I Google it. I put my brand and I put D80 and it says, okay, there's a problem with the lint, the lint trap. Okay, all right. So then I take out the, the lint thing and then I, and I look at it I'm like, it's clean already. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what this problem. Why am I getting D80? So what did I do? I turned it off, and then I turned it back on, and then D80 was gone, and then it started running, right? And so I'm like, okay, that's not a problem. But then I noticed, like, my clothes are not getting dry. Like, I keep having to run it, and then I keep getting the D80. And I'm like, what is the problem here? Okay, so then I go to YouTube. Okay, so I go to YouTube, and then I, I type in that stuff, and then something comes up. 
And this one guy says, if you've had this problem with D80 and you look at your linthane, it's all clean, I can help you. I'm like, that's exactly my problem. That's exactly my problem. So he goes and he says, you actually have to look inside and you have to take it apart because there's lint underneath that is accumulated. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? It's so like, okay. So he takes you step by step and he goes and he takes, helps you take it apart. So I take it apart and there's so much lint in there. There's like three cups of lint down in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this was there and this is the problem. I think that this is a good example for what was happening is that I think a lot of times we feel like we kind of know that there's some kind of issues in our life, right? But it's not really clear what it is. It's not really clear. So when you look at the, the outside, you don't see anything, right? It looks fine to you. But you don't realize there's three cups of lint down there that's clogging things up, that's preventing you from, from operating to the fullest, from thriving, right? And this is where God wants us to address. And where it's helpful to have YouTube and Google to, like, fix your dryer when you have a problem. But these kind of problems, you can't find the answer on Google and YouTube. You need to find this from the Lord. You need to hear from him to show you where the issue is, the heart condition. What are the things that he wants us to, to shore up so we can feel complete and we can feel whole? We can feel ready to thrive in this, in this season. And I think that this is what he's calling us to when he's wanting us to examine our hearts is that we need to hear from him. And when we look at uh, the parable of the soils and we look at the seed, what is the seed? It's the word. It's the word. Now, when the Bible says the word, there's two words, there's two uh, Greek words that are used to translate the word. One is logos and one is rhema. Okay, logos and rhema. Logos is the written word. Okay, so when you look at your Bible, when you're on your phone and you read the words, that's a logos. Okay, the rhema is God's spoken word. Okay, it's God's spoken or revealed word. Okay, so if you think about the Bible and the the people who actually wrote the Bible, the authors of the Bible. So let's, you know, think about Moses or David or somebody in the Old Testament. There's actually no logos, right? There's nothing written down yet, okay? There's no written word. Uh, for them, it was rhema. God spoke to them and revealed to them what to write, and it became logos, right? Do you understand the difference? Logos is the written word. Rhema is what God reveals or the truth that comes from the written word, so when you read the Bible, you're reading the Logos, you're reading the written word. But if you don't have the rhema, if God doesn't tell you and reveal to you the application or the meaning, then really it doesn't have, it's not fulfilled in your life. We need the Logos and we need the rhema. We need to be in God's word every day, but we need to hear from him what it's about. We need to be directed by him about what he's directing in our life and what he's pointing out. We need to see if there's D80 coming up in our life and saying, Lord, what is that about? You need to show me. I don't know. I can't see anything. We need to see underneath, and only God can see that. We need to hear from him. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was actually right before Christmas, um, a friend of mine contacted me, and uh, he contacted, it was, a, it was a group of us that meet as a small group, and uh, he was sharing with us that uh, his son had gotten, his, his adult son had gotten in an accident, and uh, he was admitted to the hospital, and he was really heartbroken and for his son, first being in this condition, but second, during COVID, that he couldn't be there. So him and his wife, they couldn't go in to see his son. They wouldn't allow it. It was only his son could be in the room, and they couldn't, they couldn't go. 
So they're constantly calling and they're calling and they're calling and they can't get anyone and they're frustrated and so they're asking us to pray and so I start praying, right? And then throughout the next day, God just keeps speaking to me, giving, reminding me of his name. And so what do I do? I keep praying and I keep praying and I keep praying. That's Rhema. God is speaking to me. He's revealing to me and showing me I need to keep praying. And I listen and I pray. Okay, so I'm hearing God, and I'm hearing him directing me to keep praying. And so we keep praying and interceding, and I'm just texting him to see what's going on. And then he tells me, he tells the group, like, can you please pray for me? Because God was speaking to me that I need to pray for my son, but they won't let me in. So please pray that they'll make an exception. So he calls the hospital and talks to the doctor, can you please make an exception? I just want to go in there for five minutes and pray for my son. Is that okay? And they said, no, we can't. We can't let you do that. We can't make any exceptions. And so what they did was um, they set up a situation where they could FaceTime him. Okay, so they got it. I got an iPad, and they set it up in the son's room, and then um, they connected with my friend who called in. Okay, and then my friend said, as soon as it went live, as soon as he opened up his mouth to pray, his son's eyes opened. He was, I'm sorry, he was in a coma. He was in a coma for three days before this time. And as soon as he prayed, uh, his son's eyes opened, and then he started crying. I was like, oh, my God, that's a miracle. You know, and how did that come about? It was God's rhema. It was God speaking to my friend. You need to pray for your son. Go in there. You need to pray for my son. He needs your prayer right now. And so when he heard the rhema, he responded. And look what happened. A miracle happened. You know, after the third day of his son being in a coma and them having no idea, he was, um, he was on a respirator. He couldn't breathe on his own. He was on a coma. And they were a total loss. You know, and then after that day, he opened his eyes and he came out of the coma because of the prayer. And then two days later, he was discharged. He's home. Um, so he's still recovering, but it's a total miracle. How did that miracle get released? It was God's word. It was his rhema, his spoken word that he was speaking to my friend. It was that same word that he was speaking to me to keep praying and to keep interceding, and for everyone in our group to keep praying and interceding. When you hear the word, things happen. He reveals things that you don't know and you can't know. Things that you can't understand, things that you don't have knowledge of, things that are way down underneath that you don't understand what's happening, but God does. He can reveal those things. I think this is what was happening in 2020. I think that's continuing to happen in 2021. It's interesting because um, when I look at the reports about the, the vaccine, Okay, and then I know they're way behind schedule, but the first thing I heard was like the general public was going to be in April. Okay, and then the first thought I came up was, okay, if that's April, then that's one full year. Okay, one full year. And then the Lord was speaking to me about how um, I had mentioned before, I think, in one of my messages, and I've shared before about how I feel like 2020 was like a global Sabbath year. Right? So if you remember in the Old Testament, every seventh year, every seventh day, they had a Sabbath. But every seventh year, they had a whole year of Sabbath where they had to let the land rest. And why did they let the land rest? Why did they have no, 
no production, no working at all during that entire year, so it could be even more fruitful, right? So it could be even more fruitful. And I think that when I think about this being from March to March, being an entire year, I'm feeling like that's a whole year. And if I think about this year in 2021, then this is the fourth quarter. We've finished three, three quarters already. This is the fourth quarter. This is the time to finish what God has started. This is the time to really step into the things that he's been speaking. And some of us have been not listening, you know, to be honest. Like, we don't want to hear. We just want to wait till it's over, right? A lot of times I feel tired like that. I wanted to just be finished. And I wanted to just go on like it was before. But I feel like we are not taking advantage of the things that God's producing. And I think the thing that we have to keep in mind is because it's not fun looking at those things. It's not fun examining. It's not fun looking what's wrong. It's not fun examining your, your faults or what's wrong or what's going on inside. That's not, it's not enjoyable. But that's where you need to focus on the point of the parable. The po- focus of the parable is to be fruitful, is to be abundant. That's where we have our eyes when we do this, when we examine it. You know, when I was fixing the dryer, it's not because I like digging lint out of the dryer. That's not fun. But I want my clothes to be clean. I don't have to keep running it for three hours. Okay, this is the same for us when God's asking us to examine our hearts. It's not because examining our hearts is so fun and enjoyable, because it's not. But we have to set our minds and our hearts saying, we want the kind of fruit that only you can produce. When you look at the passage, when it talks about the good soil producing 30, 60, and 100-fold, do you know what that means? 30, 60, and 100-fold, 36 and 100 times? So if you, you know, throw some seed and it says it produces like one times more, that's like 100%. Okay, so let's say you put in 10, then you get 10 more whatever, right? That's 100%. That's one times more is 100%. 30 times that is 30 times 100 3,000, 3,000%, okay? And 60, 6,000, and 100, 10,000. Is that right? 3,000, 3,000, 6,000, right? Okay, if you're looking, I don't know how many are involved in any kind of like investment or whatever, I have some, I have some background in economics. Like if you look at a return, right? If I am making an investment and I get like a 25%, 30%, 40% return, that's amazing. I would be so happy if I got that kind of return. He's saying 3,000, 6,000, 10,000% return. We can't produce that. On a human level, we can produce at the maximum 30%, 40%, 50%. You know, that's awesome. You're doing a great job if you can do that. God is saying, that's not the fruit I want for you. The fruit I want for you is 3,000, 6,000, and 10,000%, the kind that you cannot do. You can't produce that kind of fruit. But this is the kind of fruit that God wants you to have in your life. This is what he's calling us to. This is why he wants our soil to be good. This is why he wants us, our hearts, to have the good soil that can receive his word, that can let it produce fruit, the 3,000, 6,000, and 10,000% return. That's what he wants for our life. And I don't know about you, that's what I want. That's what drives me. It's because I want to have that kind of fruit in my life. That's the kind of life I want to live. That's the life of the kingdom. That's the life that God wants us to enjoy. That's being a Christian, is living that kind of life where we're seeing that kind of fruitfulness in our life on a daily basis. 
This is something that should be happening all the time, where we're seeing fruit that only God can produce. This is why we want to examine our hearts. When you look at the third soil or the second soil, the second soil is really thin because it doesn't have a lot of roots. You know, it can't hold the kind of abundance that God wants to bring. It has no roots to support it. There needs to be maturing. There needs to be deepening, right? You look at the third soil, there's thorns. Thorns don't happen overnight. You don't wake up one day and the, all the soil is completely clear and then you wake up in the morning, where did all these thorns come from? No, thorns take time. These are things that have actually been happening a long time in your life. Maybe all of your life since you were a child, you've been experiencing the same things over and over. And you just turn, like I did in the drawer, you just turn it off and turn it back on and hope it goes away. Right? But God doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to keep on having the lint. He doesn't want us to keep on having the thorns because it chokes the word, the parable says, and it prevents us from being fruitful. He wants us to be abundantly fruitful, experiencing abundant, joyful lives, even in this season. That's what he wants for us. How do we do that? We need to let God's word examine our heart. Don't be afraid. There's no, Romans 8.1 8, says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. He doesn't examine in order to condemn. So you shouldn't either. That's not the point of the examination. The examination is for fruitfulness. I want it to get out so I could be fruitful. I can enjoy the fullness of what God has for us. As we close, I wanted to just share this passage from Ephesians. Um, well, actually, let's look at this. Um, sorry for the, the soils real quick. So is you look at, the, look at the four soil types again, and I just wanted to ask this quick question as we close, is where is God addressing in your life? You know, where is God addressing in your life? Is it, is it the first soil where you don't have a relationship with God yet? Uh, maybe because of all the things that are happening, maybe you're tuning in for the first time here. Uh, if that's you and you don't have a relationship with God, you can't receive the seed and receive the fruit. I think your response is, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Christ. If that's you today, I pray that you would do that right now. And if you sense that that's what God's calling you to do, I just want to just pray with you really quickly and just pray and say, Lord, I know you've been calling me and you've been knocking on my door in 2020. All the things that have been happening, it's not for no reason. You've been knocking on my heart maybe for a really long time. So I pray right now, if you could pray along with me, say, Lord, I want to receive you. I hear you when you're calling me. I want to open the door to you. I want to submit my heart to you. I want to give my life to Jesus. Because he died for me, because he paid the penalty for my sins and all the things he, he made a way for us. And so I pray right now, if you are praying that prayer, that you could ask Jesus to receive that. That you could receive his gift for you. That you could receive that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Welcome to the family and welcome to the good soil. That's what God wants for you. So I want to encourage you to just share that with somebody. Share, if you pray that prayer, to share that with somebody. So that's the first soil. I think some people might be in the first soil. The second soil, when we look at that, that's the rocky places. That's where there is some soil. You have some opportunity to receive some word, but there's no root. There's no depth. And maybe that's where God is calling you, is to grow in maturity is to start letting your roots come out so you can be in a place to receive what he wants to give. 
The third soil, like we've been talking about a lot, is the thorns, right? Are there thorns in your life that he wants you to address, even though they might have been there a long time? And then the fourth soil is, like we said, this is where the Lord wants us to be. So to look at what, what that is. But like I said, let me close with Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3, I believe, uh, I want to pray this over us. And I believe that this is capturing the heart of what I think this whole message is about and what God's doing. This is Paul uh, praying in Ephesians chapter 3. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being underneath the ground so that God, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high how, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I think this is what's happening. He's wanting to strengthen us within to experience power. To what end? So we can know the fullness of who he is, the fullness of his love the fullness of all that he has for us, 30, 60, 100 times. Let's pray as we close. So, Father, I pray that you would give us your grace. We need it. This is not an easy call that you have been given to us, but nothing worthwhile is, is easy. And so I pray that you would give us the grace to be able to do that, grace to be able to, to be in your word, to hear from you, to hear your rhema and to listen and to follow for you to reveal the thorns or whatever it is you need to do lord we want you to do it because we want to experience the abundant life that you're calling us to and you're calling us to experience in 2021 we pray this in jesus name amen